If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Crenn No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Waisaki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Crenn. Jim Crenn, No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. We are at the Talent Network studios here. We're, of course, on the Sideshow Network, the nation's premier podcast network. Brought to you by the Prime Core Group, Pittsburgh-based corporate collection agency. No Restrictions uh, team is here, of course, behind the scenes. Josh Folio, Frank Mergia, Dave Settlemeyer, Corey Gale, Wayne Weil. Of course, on microphone, Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki, and myself. And we have a, uh, a, a special guest, my buddy, uh, Greg Warren, very funny comedian, is here with us to hang out. I always feel like James Lipton when I'm bringing friends <laughs> on. You know, other comedians, ah, so and so. But it's you, you, know, you just want to give a little extra because you're a good guy. Well, so thanks, I want to get buddy. people to know that. You know, so so I, I wrote too much shit. You know, I'm James Lipton. You know, he was born oh, no. July 17th, 1982 in St. Louis, and he was invited to perform. At a local club <laughs> called Deja Vu. Yeah. Columbia. And he said it felt like putting his finger in an electric socket when he walked on stage. He went on to channel that talent to sell Pringles at Procter & Gamble. I did. He then discovered the definition of one-star people. Yeah, Went to West little, Point. A little bit of a time gap in there, yeah. What's what's it? <laughs> University of Missouri followed West Such Point. Right. <laughs> he studied journalism. He was a collegiate wrestler. Favorite movie, declaimed Johnny Depp, Capa, Benny and June. Favorite food, kumquat. <laughs> Favorite pastime, hang gliding naked in the rainforest. Actor, comedian, director, Greg Bourne. Well, thanks, James. Uh, yeah, a, some of the chronology was a little bit off, but uh, yeah. You got the birthday right. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah, not quite. Uh, I know, really. <laughs> what, are, what are Pringles made of, just out of curiosity? Well, <laughs> potatoes. You never you that one uh, Really? Potatoes? Potatoes, John. In some, in some vague way, I guess? Well, it's uh, actually, it's an extrusion process. Uh, what are you talking about? Hey, you're allowed to swear. It's right. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. It is actually, I believe the manufacturing process is similar to, uh, uh, they've, they've, they've taken, borrowed some of the technology from Charmin. Uh, which is another uh, a brand with Procter and Gamble. Do they make like? A, yeah, I always picture like Pringles and like condoms being stamped out at the same time, same machine. Well, they don't. Pringles, they they condoms, don't have. Pringles, they, they don't. They don't make condoms, uh, Jimmy. Oh. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They um, they're not allowed to be called chips. They're called crisps because of the extrusion uh, really? process. Yeah. yeah. Is that like a uh, is that like yeah. a dirty word at Procter and Gamble called but, chips? Uh, yeah. Uh, you whisk you out. Yeah, I was. Um, I wasn't on the manufacturing side. No. But, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was more on, on the sales side. Uh, Did you get mo- free Pringles? 
Yeah, man, I could eat as many as I want. Uh, that was crazy. Crazy. Yeah, pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah. I love Pringles. Yeah. That's not the yeah. worst thing in the world. Yeah. Are addictive. I got, I got, I They're just, addictive. I could literally just walk down the hall and grab a can. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's pretty awesome, yeah. Of any flavor. Yeah. Did you gain weight? <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. I, I was gain 100 fat. pounds. Yeah. Just eating Pringles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did. Uh, I, uh, you know, I was in sales for the first several years. Like, I was living in Texas selling them. Uh, I mean, I had other products. That was just, like, the main one. But I had, like... Duncan Hines, Chris. Not a tough sell. They're delicious. <laughs> well, I used to get on. I used to get on my. I wasn't going door to door, John. Right, right, no, I, <laughs> but, I, but I pictured that. I pictured you yeah. with a bunch of Pringles in your trunk. <laughs> yeah. And so you're excuse selling. me, ma'am. I was wondering. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're selling on a major level. I mean, I get that, but I mean, it's still not a tough sell. Well, <laughs> because the stores. See, sell this used them. to just piss me off because my dad would say the same. You're not really in sales. Who's not going to buy those? I'm like, God. Damn it! <laughs> I just, no, like, and it, and I still can't really explain it. Uh, I, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was. How many you sold? Like, so you'd have, uh, you know, a big account like a Kroger grocery, Giant Eagle, you know, Giant right. Eagle, and uh, and it would be. In fact, I made some trips to Giant Eagle in my uh, career, um, and uh, like you would, uh, you know, like if you sold uh, fifty thousand cases last year, you you, you got to sell you know, 55,000 the following year. Really? They got it. They, yeah. Oh, they do. Well, I mean, yeah. It's, Does you, your you, boss get on you if they don't? Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and there's all these, like, you know, you have all these monies to try to help they use any push chip analogies? I'll crunch you if you don't sell this. Uh, <laughs> well, that would have been scary. It'll be crumbs, Warren. They did. They did. Like they did. I don't. They they let. They had this legendary sales training program. It was like the best in the business, and I still don't know why. Because I like I never. I don't remember learning. I don't know. I, I I never thought I was that good at selling. Uh, I, we went to this negotiation seminar this one time, and uh, like supposedly when you negotiate, the first thing that you need to do, you have to establish. You have to be just shocked at their initial offer, no matter what it is. Okay. You just you can't. You, that's insulting. I can't believe that you would do that. <laughs> no matter what it no is. No matter what it is. And so I'm not lying. We had to sit across from each other. And practice our, our the face that we would make <laughs> uh, at, at the guy's initial offer. Yeah, like so, like what? it's like adults like doing stymie across from each other from the little rascals, and uh, yeah, just and and I uh, yeah, just like you know. At, at one point, I think the guy was like, uh, "Actually, uh, you over there, that's uh, that's that's actually kind of what we're looking for. That's good." I'm like, "No, actually, I." I'm shocked that this is what my life has come to. Can't believe I bought a derby to complete the stymie look. So you get out of the sales thing. You, you go in the right kind of comedian. And, and, you know, but your life, your stories, I love your act, by the way. If any, you get oh, a chance to, get, to catch Greg Warren's act in your town, you, you have to see. This act because it's unique in a sense. He's talking to the listeners, by the way, not you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, talking no, actually, I don't. Uh, John's like, actually, I've, I've caught that more than enough. And uh, <laughs> Mike's like, I've been catching that all week. All week. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's like, no thanks. Uh, there's a story. No, you're hilarious. Several. No, you're, hilarious. you're a storyteller, <laughs> and that's what I love storytelling. You know, it's unique because it's you. It's a thing. You you grab stories from your life and you, you put them on stage and you. You know, you're able to somehow, you know, communicate them to us because there's always a funny guy in the family or funny guy at work or whatever. But to be able to do it in stage consistently in front of hundreds and hundreds of people a week, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, I think we all live pretty fortunate, uh, pretty fortunate life. Yeah, yeah. it is. So I, I know I'm cornering you to tell this story. 
for anyone who hasn't heard it, who listens to No Restrictions. But when you first met you, the story that killed me was your flute story. Oh yeah, being a, fl- uh, yeah. a flute guy. Well, in yeah. high school, I know you're a wrestler, but you also. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. You want me to tell that? Please. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'd love for yeah. <laughs> people. Uh, people request that at every show that he's ever. Been. It's, it's like a hit always... song, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's like what did Jimmy? You're building up too much here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Stones, you know, right? Play shatter. Play, play start me. Yeah, it's, it is not that good. That that is not the Stones. <laughs> if the no, Stones I... fucked the Beatles <laughs> and they were raised by Eric Clapton, <laughs> yes, that's kind of what <laughs> that's kind of what the story is. Go on with it now, there, buddy. On all the no restrictions, listen to this. No, I. Um, it was it was like when I wrestled. I I, I wrestled in high school. Um, I went on to wrestle in college, actually. Division but, uh, one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The real deal. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I my my mom was really into like. She she made me play the clarinet in the band, like. Uh, <laughs> and she my, made you, right? Yeah, yeah pretty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you know, at fourth, you what? No, at fourth grade, you're just like, what I really want to do is that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, there probably is some kid, but not me. I just want to. You know, you've got Benny Goodman posters TV. in your in your <laughs> room. Well, uh, John, I was gonna get the checks. I was more of a I was more of a Pete Fountain guy. But, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. What about Bix? You have a Bix fan? Who? Bix Beidelbeck? I, <laughs> I don't even know who that is, man. Jazz, famous jazz clarinet. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. There's a Bix festival every year. You gotta like, be, that is amazing. Bix Beidelbeck or something. Wow. Like. I expect to hear that guy on, on a documentary. Bix Beidelbeck. Yeah. That uh, make a more pussy than but. Clarinet player. Woody Herman is another guy. Woody Herman. Woody Herman. Herman. Yeah. 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 yeah, Bix Beidelbeck. Never heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not familiar with his work. There's a Bix festival every year in like Iowa or something. I guess really? he's from there, yeah. We gotta uh, go. Yeah, I, I'm going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, impressed I, with the clarinet knowledge in this room. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we <laughs> reeled off like six Evans. Of them. Man, we have a lot of <laughs> subjects yeah. on this show. Yeah, potato uh, chips, uh, clarinets. Yeah. With they're not chips; they're crisp. Oh, sorry, thank yeah, you. Right, Terry, yeah, they're thank crisp. You. Yeah, you know, it's it's more powerful. I don't have to say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so did you? In your fourth grade, you're like thinking, I'm not going to get chicks with the clarinet. Can I play I, well, guitar? I I, at that point, I wasn't chicks. Yeah, in fourth grade, but I mean, I played it. So I, you know, and I wound up getting like, okay, pretty good at it. Yeah. The second, I was first chair as a sophomore, Jimmy. That shit just doesn't happen. <laughs> like it, just, it just does not happen. I'm uh, glad you didn't hide that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, Bring so I, in high school, I played the clarinet and um, uh, and wrestled on the team. And uh, and I was, I, was, I was one of the only white guys on our wrestling team. And uh, the guys on the team made fun of me. Especially my best friend Huey Baker, uh, and he he was one of those guys who would just get a hold of something, and uh, and never let you forget it. He's like, "Look at Greg, man! <laughs> Greg played a flute." I'm like, "No, nah, it's, it's a clarinet, Huey. It's a flute, Greg. You a flute man? Look at little flute man, Greg. Flute your flute, Greg. Little flute man. Like we'd be on the bus going to a match. He'd be real quiet, and all of a sudden you hear, "Hup, two, three, four. What the hell? We fighting for flute man?" <laughs> It's embarrassing when you're out there wrestling and you're hit him with your flute, Greg. Yeah, 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 yeah. No mercy. No yeah, mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, like I was shy in high school. Every time I talked to a girl, 
Huey would just show up, you know, I don't know, hey, Greg, who you talking to? Uh, this is uh, Carol, Huey. Carol, how you doing? Well, you flew there, Greg. Who's your flute, Carol, Greg? Can you know Greg is a flute man? He a flute man, Carol. Go ahead and ask him. Who's your favorite football player, Greg? Doug Flutie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you keep in touch? Will you keep in touch with this guy? Nah, he, like he, uh, you know, he, he left. Um, you should send him a check. I, I mean, he. Yeah. <laughs> I too, like How much money have you made? I, mean, on that? I owe that guy. Because I talk about Kenny Oldansky in my act, and we're buddies oh, yeah, still. Man, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and Robert. So that's what's one of you he kept in touch. Well, he about. left, like, uh, he transferred after his, I think, his sophomore year. He left. Okay. And, it, you know, my father was the wrestling coach, and it killed my dad because Huey was a good wrestler. Oh, really? It's real still deal. like, you uh-huh. know, if I bring his name up, <laughs> God damn it. He could have been a state champion. You know, like he, he moved to Kentucky, and I think I saw him once after that, and I haven't. Like, you know, I almost worry because, you know, I've worked that area. Like, I, yeah. I, I thought I would have flushed him out by now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a really funny guy. And uh, my father was like that, though. Like, my dad, he. He was a wrestling coach, and you know how people like say like that, uh, you know, he doesn't. They don't. The guy, I don't see race. My dad really did not see race. Like he was, we, I, most of the guys on the team for the first couple of years, it was black guys, and the black guys. We lived in a suburb. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty uh, integrated community, but there was a one area where a lot of the black guys lived, and it wasn't a real great area town. And I remember my dad. My dad, it didn't even affect him. Like he didn't even realize where he was. But we were the only white people driving in there to pick up the guys for practice. And I, I remember, like, early on, I was, like, in sixth grade or something, and he, he'd let me go to practice with him, and we'd drive up, and, like, he'd be like, hey, go go knock on Kent's door. I'm like, you you, you fucking knock on Kent's door. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not going to do that. But, like, he really didn't see race. Like, now, he was very prejudiced against guys that, like, didn't wrestle. Like, oh, really? Like, yeah, 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 like, wrestle? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want you hanging around with those guys. <laughs> nah, <laughs> That's a bad, a bad element right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our guys that weren't very good, but, yeah. <laughs> hey, if so we're going to talk about Greg's hits, if you don't mind me interjecting, oh, Greg. Uh, Nobody told me we were doing this. <laughs> we're going to do the hits. Yeah, this is hit great. Hit Nobody hits. told me this bullshit. Yeah. But <laughs> Greg's got one of my favorite jokes about uh, uh, the guy in the locker room who was not the coach, but after the coach spoke, he would let anybody else want to say anything, and invariably the trainer or uh, you know someone else would would. Give some encouraging words. This hit home because you're right, Johnny, because everybody knows this guy. Okay, yeah, he's a classic. And if you would do the <laughs> oh, something happened to you a- okay. after hearing right. that joke. All right, man. I'm gonna yeah, <laughs> I know. We're like that's it after that. Worst. Uh, <laughs> after that is that's of, a brilliant event. To me, this is one of the funniest stories I've ever heard because it's true. Well, yes. and it, it also sort of touches on your childhood too a little bit. Like the uh, the geography of it, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Oklahoma. Yeah, right. yeah. So it's this bit that I did about like like uh, I, I got it. For, all right, I'll tell you sort of the story first. The bit first is is uh, it's just a guy that you know that that old guy coach, <laughs> the assistant high school football yeah, coach, the guy that's been there for like fifty years. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he's just always there, and he's always like sort of slightly in the background, <laughs> and you don't even really none of the kids even know why he's there because yeah. he doesn't know shit right. about football. He doesn't know a thing, right? Like it seems like his only purpose is to interrupt the head coach. And the head coach is like, all right, guys, bring it in. Listen up. For some of you seniors, this may be the last time you ever play football. So I suggest you go out there and give it every... Gosh, we need 
need to get those permission slips signed <laughs> for the banquet because there's 89 of you and only 11 of you have turned them in. I'm going to cut it, fellas. Now, I love you guys, but we are not going to have a banquet unless you get them turned in. That's all I got, Coach. Back to you. The guys I go, uh, thank you, uh, Larry. Thank you. Uh, guys, like I was saying, the, the only way we win this game is we leave it all on the field. Do you understand me? Leave everything on the field. Guys, when Coach says leave everything on the field, he is not talking about your football helmet. Last week, five of you boys left your helmets just sitting there on the sideline, just sitting there, and it rained that night, and the decals came off, and I had to be the one sticking them back on. Guys, I'm a football coach. I'm not a decal sticker helmet putter on. No, sir. So I did that joke. It goes on for a while. So I get like, I get weird, uh, I, get, I get weird gigs sometimes. And I got a gig, um, I got a gig doing comedy for the University of Oklahoma Athletic Department okay. uh, at 10 a.m. It was like none of the athletes, but all the coaches and staff and anybody that has anything to do with the athletic department. And it, it was like in like, you know. And uh, it was from the, the AD at uh, Oklahoma. It was like the assistant AD when I was at Missouri at wrestling. Right. And, and so he knew me, and he would like heard me on satellite radio or something. And he was, mm -hmm. in, you know, and he, he just is like, "Hey, can you do this thing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I guess." So I did that joke. You know, the, you know, I try to do the sports stuff, and uh, they liked it. And he came up. His name's Joe Castiglione. He's the assistant. Uh, he's the athletic director there, and uh, he tells me a story. And John, if, I haven't told it in a long time, so if I get it wrong, oh, uh, chime yeah. in, John. You know, grew up in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. so he's yeah. you know knows. Yeah, so like, I'm all over this. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so he's like, man, I like that story. He goes, I gotta I gotta tell you this story. He goes, uh, it was, we were playing uh, national <laughs> championship game, or he goes, I, Barry Switzer told me this story. Uh, he goes, they were playing a national championship game, and I can't even. I think it was like probably early '80s, maybe Miami or something. Yeah, I think they were playing Miami, and I think it was in Florida or something like that. And um, it was basically the biggest game of the decade, like yeah. national championship. It was when Switzer had that machine, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, like probably Bosworth and those guys. Yeah, or, Bosworth, you know. Jamel Holloway. Yeah, oh, Jamel Holloway, man, option quarterback. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he's like, they, they were, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, he's. It was like the biggest game of the year, and Switzer's giving the locker room speech, and uh, he's doing that thing. <laughs> Where you know at the end of his at the uh, end of his his speech he goes around as like a courtesy to the other guys like mm -hmm. Jimmy you got anything you want to add you know John you got anything you you know the coaches always do that right, to try right. to you know and they just sort of chime in with bring something. everybody in yeah yeah he's yeah. like man uh, Mike what do you got all right coach yeah like coach said you know guys say you don't get these opportunities you know this is important and so he's like and then they get this guy <laughs> he goes. <laughs> He gets this guy who's like this equipment manager who's been around for like, he's like 70, okay. and he just thought he'd throw him a bone, you know, you know, just to make right. the guys, make the guys. He goes, Charlie, you got anything you want to add? And he goes, I do, coach. <laughs> <laughs> guys. <laughs> We only brought 85 towels. That's one towel per man. I don't want to see anybody coming up here with one up here and one down here because that means somebody else is not going to have a towel. This is the national championship. 
He said like, <laughs> he said like, it just took the steam out of every bit. What? Yeah, he had the, he had them all riled up for the big con- like the big like we're gonna go out there and kill for coach. This and he, your he just, life, your yeah, last He game? just took the steam out of everything that he said. That's one towel per man. I seen some of you got two and three towels. Yeah. One up here on your head, like one down here on your calves. Guys, that's not fair to the other man. Your neighbor is not gonna have a towel. Man. And then I was like, after he did that, I'm like, uh, like I was so depressed. I'm like, that's that's so much better than the bit that I like. It's that's beautiful, man. That's that guy, though. That's what uh, yeah, we, we relate yeah. to that bit, man. Oh, that guy man. is everywhere. I know that moment. Everywhere. Because he just right? probably thought that yeah. he was going to be like, yeah, guys, uh, that's like Coach said, go out there and give him hell. Like, it's only like, no, no, no. no. They don't know. He's better. been waiting 50 years <laughs> yes. to put in his two cents, man. Imagine messing with the towel. Hey, we had a guy like that on uh, our football team when I was in high school. His name was Mr. B, and he was yeah. like 80 years old. He played on like the Alabama 1936 football team or something, and he right. had, like his teeth missing. But, yeah, it's yeah. funny. There's always that one always guy. Always that one yeah. guy. <laughs> always. Oh, he would always do that same shit all the time. No. I feel speeches. like, and when you said that, like, he played on the Alabama football team. Like, like when they you don't had realize those helmets. guys were badasses, man. Oh, like, God. Now, because yeah. now, yeah. Bryant. He's you don't even player. think of You just, oh, that's, that's Mr. P. Jesus right. Christ. And now, like, <laughs> I'm starting to understand because I'm getting closer to being Mr. B. And, like, you know, and I can see people are just dismissing what I have, you know. Well, like, that's oh, such no, a I thing was with, tough back in the day. Well, that's just, that's yeah, sure you were. Yeah. yeah. And you're an athlete. And you're an athlete forever when you're an athlete, that I think, at the level. You can. Terry, yeah, Terry too, is a great athlete. Uh, you know, but like you said, you think of these pro athletes and stuff, like you said, their snapshot of where they are at, the, at their peak. Fast forward 20, 30 years, uh, it's, and they're... Mr. B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just some guy that you're patronizing or whatever. And you're like, I can't, oh, yeah. I can't wait till Richard Sherman is Mr. B. <laughs> Mr. Richard Sherman. One day, Someday. thirty years from now, John, I hope be, it happens sooner God, than later. There are not enough towels. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'm the best goddamn towel provider in. Crabtree took the towel. And I loved Mr. B for that. He used to get everyone, like certain people, in trouble with the head coach, and he would oh, really? do it. On purpose, he would speak real loud to the head coach with hair. So if you did leave something like a piece of equipment that you shouldn't have left, uh-huh. like oh well, I, my cowboy collar's missing. I need a cowboy collar. Yeah, but well, what the hell do you need a cowboy collar for? Yeah, yeah. yeah what do you need? And then the coach comes out like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the fuck are you guys doing with the equipment? He's like, I told him, coach. I told him don't come back in here. They should have never fucked with it. They've been fucking with the equipment. They come in, they touch shit, they pump pump shit all the time. I was like, yo, Mr. B is fucking nuts. <laughs> he was like, don't say Auburn or I'll get you in trouble. You'll be bear crawling. Say Auburn again, motherfucker. The, the role of Mr. B will be played by Mickey Mouse. Because <laughs> <laughs> he sounded exactly like fucking Mickey Mouse. Did he? And he had he a... before uh, cups. Oh, man. He had another uh, guy, Poindexter, that was with him. Is this uh, black dude looked like Richard Pryor with a fro. Really? He, he would just hand out gum all day. That's it. Really? And he would hand out gum For and the then players? point at you like that. Yeah. <laughs> That was, that was that it. Was he was the thing. coolest motherfucker ever, man. Cool. And, and look, you knew you made it on the team and you was the shit if, if you got he got, gave you gum. Really? Really. Now, you was the shit if he gave you gum and a Snickers. That's really? when you knew <laughs> you, you fucking made too. it. You but you got to get the point. He would be like this. Like you would walk happy. by and he would just go, you grab yeah, it, and then he... 
You're right at <laughs> you. Yeah. You're in. That's it. Pan is the man. Wow. Mr. And it, it was probably was it was it like like the older guys like the, oh yeah, yeah the, 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 those yeah. equipment guys or they hate the young guys man <laughs> unless you're a superstar unless you're yeah. a superstar right, player yeah. and they yeah. bring you in there were some superstar players that he would give a Snickers and the gum and they was like I made it I made it <laughs> Dude, I'm on that, the team that, yeah that was the and <laughs> the older guys like man it took me three years to get a Snickers <laughs> right yeah, to get a piece of fucking gum uh, assistant so, coaches. I'm, my dad was the uh, like he was a wrestling coach, but he was the um, he was the f- defensive coordinator in football. And I decided to play football my senior year, and I, I sucked, man. I was like uh, I was a center, and I was a ter- center. Yeah, yeah, I was terrible. You're not a big guy. I mean, no, I was, I was like 140 or uh, something. 140 150, center. 150. Why I was, center? You're pretty fast. Well, for a couple reasons. No, I'm not fast. Like I, I I'm not fast at all. Like I, I there's no way I could play in the backfield. Okay. There's no way I could play <laughs> a receiver. Uh, I have terrible hands, small hands. And, <laughs> so they're like your center. And, okay, and 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 I probably could have been a decent. Like you know, not Linebacker like maybe, uh, maybe like a like a nose like something, just where wrestling could help. Like right. I, I, on Your defense, I, th- I could have filled in a little yeah, bit, yeah, strength, like been okay. a backup strong safety or something. Like you know, but uh, my dad was a defensive coordinator. I wanted no part of him. I see. Like I did not want to have him coaching me two seasons in a row. I didn't yeah. want it. Oh. So what he did was he thought it was funny. Like he put these guy, this guy Delbert Miller at nose guard in practice. It, like, he even uh, sounds big. Delbert double was Delbert was like Delbert. he was a man. Like he, I mean, <laughs> he seriously, I think he benched like three eighty or something oh in high God. school, and he and he ran like a four six. Like he was a, he That's was one of those, and he got, he got in trouble, so he never really he could have played big time college ball. But he put him at nose guard just to make me tougher, or I think maybe just to, just to, and he just killed me. He just killed me, and uh, we had this coach Coach Washington Sharon Washington. He was like the coolest guy in the world, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he was he was one of those guys. You know how uh, coaches are always telling you that you uh, you need to like that's what you, that's your job. That's what that's what <laughs> that's your job, son. That's your job. That's what you supposed to do. You, that you don't need no accolade, son. You make a block, make a tackle, make a touchdown. Then we gonna shake your hand. <laughs> then we gonna shake, otherwise that's your job, that's your son. Job. You don't need no accolades. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so 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 Sharon, he saw my dad just killing me. Like I mean, uh, I'm just like taking a beating, and I sucked anyways. Like I don't know why. What the point? So we we're back in the huddle. You know, I'm the center, and, and finally Sharon comes in. He goes, your dad fucking with you, son. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> he goes. He goes. You know the only thing you could do, son. He goes. That man. That man benched three hundred eighty pounds. You bench two hundred pounds. Uh. You need to take your helmet and put it in that man's crouch. <laughs> go, uh, his crouch, son. Take your helmet and stick it right in that man's crouch. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> That's your job. What did, you do? Son. did you did you did you make it through the season? Did you, did yeah, you no. Well, I think I was like in and off the bench. But and, you uh, played. Uh, yeah, stuck, I did. But I think with it. yeah, I was. A, we weren't good that year, and they were always good. Like we weren't. I'm not saying it was my fault, but we weren't good that year. <laughs> and then like we got to, we had this big game. It's like a rivalry. It's like the biggest rivalry west Louis? of the Mississippi. Okay, it's called oh, really? the, the Turkey. Every day on Thanksgiving Day, this uh, my team Kirkwood would play Webster Groves. It's been on like national Wait, news. Kirkwood, Kirkwood High, High played Webster Groves. Webster Groves, and okay. it, it's a big deal. And they had it at Bush Stadium. You know wow. that that year. So, yeah, it's and uh, yeah, and I fumbled the snap. Six times. There are people till this day probably remember that. You know, that's how passionate they are about football. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, that? Just, yeah, Every time they see you yeah, on in yeah, TV yeah, yeah, or in or your CDs, they're going, yeah. 
That's the guy that fumbled. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's, a, uh, that's Coach Warren's son that's fumbled the ball for six times. Boy, terrible football. Boy, terrible. I understand it. I understand he could wrestle, but the boy can't play football. How many snaps? Yeah, it was six times. Yeah, six snaps. Six snaps. Yeah, what like over over to quarter X? How many lost? That's What's the crucial. How many are the? I think we were cumbered like almost all of them. Oh, okay. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I think maybe we lost one. But yeah, yeah. Wow. Still, I could still setting up long yardage is never good. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible, man. <laughs> and we didn't have a lot of long yardage were you options, nervous? man. We gave the ball to Michael Simmons, and, and that was about it. Uh, I don't know if I was nervous. Maybe a little. Uh, I, I I just think I was terrible, man. Were, were I, you funny as a kid like that? Were you the guy everybody thought was going to become a comedian? Well, I don't know how you guys were. I think I was like, uh, I mean, I look back, I was fucking obnoxious, man, because you, you, you don't have an outlet for it. Right, yeah. So it, I ran for sophomore for class president just so I could get up and talk, talk. in front oh, of people. Really? Oh, so you and I up. won. I, like, I, and, it, and I had no interest in the whole... Like being the sol- like, yeah. I just wanted to be able because you, you got really five got minutes in front of people, uh-huh. and I got to, and I made the, I made the class laugh. That and, is, you know, that's really, yeah. I, you just I, needed to be heard, Mr. Yeah, Machowski. Mr. Machowski, I just talked to someone in school, my classmate from way back in high school. Yeah, Spanish teacher, and Mr. Machowski would let me get up in front of class almost every week on a Friday. And really, did five minutes of material. Really, saw me in a cafeteria. Saw me make my buddies laugh. Thought it was funny. It said, I think you could be a comedian. That's and amazing. He, he would put man. me up every Friday and have me do impressions and characters or whatever. And, that's unbelievable. And that's, That's yeah. the coolest guy. Did you have I like, really thank him. Till the, I, yeah, I, I, I'd love to meet him again. Probably haven't seen him since. Personally, thank him. You don't think about that as a kid, but that was a big deal. That's, uh, did you have like any... Like, did you, were you aware of stand-up comedy at that time? I was from The Tonight Show. I, okay. I would sneak, sneak. I wasn't, you know, no one's, you're that, you're a kid, you're not supposed to be up that late. And all right. That. Uh, I would sneak down, turn TV on, and watch the end of the Tonight Show, which was probably at that time, because the Tonight Show was like 90 minutes or two hours. It was longer than it is yeah. now. So it'd be like tw- one, 10 to 1, quarter to 1, I don't know, whatever time the last. This is high school, this is? This is high school. This is in so 77. This is 70s. So that's probably Carson, right? Carson's it, it, in his peak. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there, there were comedians that I watched. And I was amazed. That you they remember who any of them were? I do. Uh, the guy, uh, well, I remember Shanling and all those guys yeah. as kids. There was a guy, I, I, I think his name was Mark Miller. Yeah. Does that no, ring a bell? Does no. not ring a bell. What, Are you talking about Larry he, Miller? No. I worked with Larry Miller. This guy passed away. He was yeah. David Letterman's friend, too. He became Letterman's friend. Oh, really? I remember Letterman's Josh, can you look up Mark Miller? See if, it, if that was his what name. Was the other guy, Kip? Kip no, Kip Adada. Kip Yeah, I remember hearing that name a lot. Kip was man. the first guy I ever worked with professionally. Was he was amazing. That was. But this guy Miller, is he kind of a Vegas I, guy, man. Kip this Adada? first guy, yeah. Well, at the time, I'll tell you, it was amazing to, to work with this guy. He had he had done like twenty some Carsons. Kip Adada. This is wow. my first time working Akron, Ohio. First real professional gig, you know, getting fifty bucks to MC or whatever. And he for and he talks you fifty know, bucks Hank, a show. You know what? <laughs> for the probably week. for the, the whole week, week was probably. I bet the week was a hundred bucks. I'm not kidding. Probably total. That's crazy. You know? 
to MC. Evans, I, I don't think I can make that one. <laughs> <laughs> but as a kid, I'm a kid. I'm just the fact to, that I had to think about it. Is yeah. I had never <laughs> seen. But what happened? Was How far is the drive? I remember this guy was really funny. <laughs> this guy was really funny. His name was Danny Stortz. He was in the middle. I know who that guy is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen his headshot, headshot at Wiley's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny, yeah. that's over. Danny Stortz was they the like middle. Like a beard or something? He did yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. He was brilliant. I thought he was brilliant, and then, uh, and then after that, Kip Adada gets us. So anyway, it was the first show, and it was like death. It was like on a Wednesday night or something. If there, nothing, nothing, no laughs. I couldn't get anything. I was sweating and. Well, nothing. Uh, Danny got up, just got a smattering at the at most. And remember, I was just starting. I'm only doing this 1983. Yeah, I man. just started. And, and uh, I watched Kip Adada get up and just lay the fucking room out. I'd really? never seen that. It was like he was in such <laughs> command that it didn't matter. Like, yeah. it, there is no bad audience when you got a guy. When yeah. you reach that level. Yeah. And I looked and I said, that's the level. If you yeah. ever can get you there, see that's a guy's where you got to get there. That's foolproof, and you just go. No matter the situation, oh, you go. That guy's going to kill. That's he laid awesome. it out. Yeah. Mike Lucas, I always felt was like yeah. that. This guy's got a foolproof act. But to back to what you were saying about uh, like growing up and wondering if you're funny. I had a. Uh, I was always like when they when I took a speech class, and they would say, uh, "Who wants? To, does anyone want to go up first? Like when we were given a speech assignment, I went home that night, wrote out a funny, funny speech with like peppered with jokes really? and things. And then the teacher would come in the next day and go, "Does anyone want to go first? And I was like, "Yeah, the only really? one raising their hand." And then I would go up and destroy. Really? And then, and then, and then, and then sit back and be like, "Follow that fucker." And everyone, and it would go continuously. No no, I really because I that's like I wanted to talk in that's front of people. Awesome, yeah, but it was. Uh, did you kind of like, desperate? I was. Did you know of stand-up comics at the time? Oh yeah, I was obsessed with stand-up comedy, but I did, did, wasn't like, like I want to be one. I mean, Carlin, Cosby, um, Kennison, Hicks. Uh, like wow. I mean, Hicks? I, yeah, his first uh, his first HBO special was that Dangerfield's Young Comedian special, and that was the thing that launched uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, but I remember looking at Hicks and being like, "Wow, this guy's like really." Not like, you know, because I was used to watching comics on Letterman and The yeah. Tonight Show, and they were all pretty clean cut. And Hicks was up there smoking a cigarette, talking about you know cutting heads off and, yeah. and talking just like horrible <laughs> subject matter. But I was like, wow, man, that's. I got to see him live in a club at in uh, in Houston one time. Oh, wow. oh really? Wow. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I, wor I worked with him a couple times Did in you? Pittsburgh. Yeah, and he, he'd come on the show in the early '90s, I guess it was when I was on the radio. And got to just meet him through that and through yeah. doing you know a couple shows here and there. Nice guy. Yeah, I've, just I a heard good that. guy, regular guy. One of his best. This guy Andy Huggins is. I think John knows. Oh yeah, he's an like older guy in uh, in uh, Houston. Really funny guy, and and they were really tight friends. So I, I I never met Bill, but he talks about him a lot and tells me stuff about him. But yeah. Huggins has got that great joke about uh, how crickets make that sound with their legs. It's really tiny corduroy pants. <laughs> <laughs> he also tells a story. Huggins is sober now, but he uh, he tells a story about when he was he, how bad of a drunk. It was him and Jimmy Pineapple, and uh, uh, I, I don't think Hicks was in on this, but this guy, Ron... Not Ron Shock, uh, Ronnie Kenny. Okay. And they, uh, they, uh, <laughs> I can't remember Ron. Yeah, they were they were all bad drunks. He goes, we were we were. Uh, this is how bad of drunks we were. <laughs> we were thrown out of a, an Irish bar. Uh, on St. Patrick's Day for being too drunk. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. It, it's a true story. He also, there's this this buddy of mine, uh, 
This is one of my favorite stories. This guy, Bob Biggerstaff, he's a comic. Yeah. He's a funny guy, man. Bob's fat, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I, he he would be okay with me saying that, I think. But I, I love him. <laughs> funny dude. And uh, so he invites Andy. Bob has a Super Bowl party at his shitty apartment a few years back, and he's like, and he invites Andy, you know, and Andy doesn't go out much, but uh, except to do stand up or whatever. So Andy goes to Bob's party. Ah, fine, I'll fucking go to your party, Bob. <laughs> and he shows up, and uh, like it's like this apartment complex like kind of like hard to get around and he sees these two guys like hanging out like bob's neighbors he goes uh you guys know uh, where uh bob biggerstaff lives they're like nah man he goes a uh, fat guy likes porno 6b <laughs> man fat guy fat likes guy. porno 6b oh 6b <laughs> you mean that guy george yeah. miller George Miller? Oh, yeah, George Miller, I that's think, is still who it was. alive. No, he died. Did he really? Yeah, you know why I know that? I, I He's, Letterman had him on all the time. Letterman had him on. What happened was George Miller, I apologize for not remembering the first name thing, is, uh, but George Miller was the guy I had seen for the, the he was, as a kid, he was the first comedian. I was like, you know, by 18, 19, I've seen comedian, but I'm the first one that got me going, that must be the coolest thing to make a living at that. Yeah. He had done a great, he had a nice Carson set. He wasn't the funniest guy, right? But he had a nice car. It was just yeah. a professional set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even as a kid, I could, you know, was doing some of the Mark, you know, Mr. Machowski stuff, and yeah. You know, yeah. But I got an idea of what a professional set looked like. Wow. You know, and, and Carson liked them, and this and that, and then all of a sudden I see George on on Letterman and stuff, and and, and for some reason I'll he like I said Richard. Pr- we talk about the funniest comedians yeah. who struck me were Richard Pryor and uh, you know Steve Martin and. You know, but anyway, yeah, of that Martin, era, especially definitely in my top right, five. That era, yeah. Newhart is like my Newhart. Uh, Newhart. Right. Remind me of Newhart yeah. a bit. Yeah. New, New yeah, I could see the influence. Uh, Eddie Murphy was like the first. I didn't. I'm not, yeah. like I didn't like you guys. I didn't watch it. I wasn't even aware that it was a thing. I, I think because I was so much into sports or whatever. But mm-hmm. I didn't. I was big in movies. Like I. Airplane, I watched seventy times. Yeah. Right, you know, like <laughs> yeah, comedy movies. Tin and Rudd, but you probably run. like you're from St. Louis, like me from Pittsburgh, and we didn't have showbiz families. No, not to at make all. Make it as for a living is like a million miles away. I heard a, I heard an Eddie Murphy. Uh, I got my buddy had a cassette tape. We were on a bus ride in the summer <laughs> to a wrestling tournament, and uh, and and it was on. I heard listen to it on a Walkman, his Walkman. And uh, it was Eddie Murphy, not comedian, probably comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. yeah. The rose in his air to flower. I, mean, I, yeah. I don't even remember because it was audio, and it was, but it was like, um, yeah, the rose. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that mm-hmm. was the, the that was on the cover yeah. of the album. Yeah, yep. and man, that shit. I I thought that I'm like, this is I, I, how do you do this? Like right. this is unbelievable. I just yeah. repeated it to everybody. Yeah, it's that like the ice cream you. bit and all that. Stuff. Yeah, well, those guys, yeah, those guys, yeah, yeah. And Fryer, uh, the Chinese restaurant bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was the leader of that. I think of that style of yeah. Of, chopstick. I'm just 29 saying. Say my boy. How bargain. much for the chopstick? <laughs> what, what a bargain. What a bargain. It was taken real life, funneling in. The, because before that, don't forget, there's a Shecky Green, a whole style of comedy was different. And all of a sudden, you know, comes along prior. In, in well, wait, wait, story. you just skipped over Cosby. Lenny Bruce. You skipped yeah. over Lenny John, Bruce. Johnny gets upset about that. Yeah. Lenny Bruce was a wonderful guy who break ground, but as far as funny, comedian, I don't think he's oh, no, the funniest, I mean, but I do think I think he, it's like Dr. J and Michael Jordan. He was an interesting Those guy. Those guys did stand-up? No. <laughs> no, but I, I, Bruce, yeah, Bruce, you Bruce, know, like Lenny Bruce, Bruce said it, and then... Uh, yeah, I don't know how funny he was, but he was the first guy... <laughs> he was the first guy to, like, break the mold of two guys walk into a bar. 
You yeah, know, because yeah, before yeah, Lenny was. Bruce, comedy was two guys walk into a bar, a Jew Ooh. says to a barber, yeah, and right. you know, and Lenny Bruce talked he about was, politics. He, he, yeah, he and, was one and of whether the or not it was guys. that funny is, you know, I think there, somewhat irrelevant. There, there was a guy, you know, I can't, I don't know his name. I have to look, you know, historically, it was Billy Crystal or someone was watching an interview or documentary thing on him, and he was saying there was a guy. We should all know his name, but he's the guy. The first, I guess comedy back in those days, like you're saying, the Shecky Green era or whatever, guys were at the piano and they kind of would talk. Yeah. And that was comedy. You know, and then he did the joke joke guys, but a lot of the guys were just at the piano going, hey, yeah, two guys walking the bond and they're tinkling with the piano. Well, this one guy, uh, he said, would get up, stand up in front of the piano. And that's kind of where stand up came really? from, that he walked out in front and he'd just tell a story. Really? Really? And you don't know who that guy I don't, is? No, that yeah. poor guy was the guy who invented, yeah. Yeah, you know, the there. light bulb. We don't remember. We don't even remember. this podcast. He's like, son of a bitch. Fucker. Not a nickel. But But you're right, John. Get back to you. Lenny Bruce was willing to get arrested and everything else. So we yeah. all can thank give him his, Lenny Bruce give for him his yeah. Jew, so I don't yeah. get arrested but when I talk is, about but, but bad things. Yeah, he's not. The, <laughs> yeah, he, you're right, but he's not the guy I, that made me buck over laughing like Pryor and his guests were talking. Yeah. Right. But anyway, to make a long story short, the George Miller. George Miller. I finally get out of college, and I didn't see things and never was able to make a living thinking a million miles away. Comedy club booms in 1983. The booms are happening. You know, like, Three, four clubs in the city. Didn't wasn't ha- it just happened in eighty one, eighty two. See, I I always love and hate hearing these stories. <laughs> I love it because it's just like it's just so it's weird. What would yeah. that be like? Yeah, uh-huh. and it's like we came in when it was yeah when they were but there like, was also you came in the right time with television and all the other stuff. Yeah, so what? This did, is honestly, a different era. So you just sense. immediately you're working. I'm twenty two, out of college, and I had. There were guys owning three and four clubs in chains. Right. So you had to get in with one of these chains to, to get the word of mouth thing going. In other words, once I did their chain as the MC, I can go to other chains and say, I work for this chain. Yeah. So therefore, okay, we'll book you in our chain of four or five clubs. Right. Then you, you just get a few of those together and you got your whole year. So really, the joke was, and it still is, I'm sure today, you knew guy wasn't funny if he had a great press kit. Yeah. That's all he had to do was have a photo. The better the promotion. It was all photo. Yeah. You send your photo for the promotion thing. They it was all phone call. It was a phone call. For, yeah. You know yeah. where'd you work? Who could I call it back? Boom, you're in. That's how. But anyway, I had an aud- actually I had an audition. There were a bunch of guys, and they said Dennis Miller was the he was the house MC for the Pittsburgh Comedy Club was called. And they were they were the guys that owned these chains of clubs through Ohio and different pl- Texas and a couple yeah. others. And they said, well, Dennis is going to New York more. This is right, when, right before he got Saturday Night Live and stuff. And he was like their house MC and regularly there. And they said, well, he's gonna, we need another guy to come in. MC. So we're holding auditions. And I remember it was St. Patrick's week for whatever reason. I remember that. So I did my set. It happened. I was doing impressions only at the time and nervously telling yeah. jokes. And it went well. And the guy, I remember the guy come up to me and said, congratulations. You know, you got it. And I go, thanks. And he goes, you're, you, you're booked next week, actually. Come in Wednesday night, and you'll start. I go, all right. I said, who's the comedian headliner? And he said, George Miller. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's that was, was kind of awesome. weird. That yeah. was the guy. That's cool, and That was the, really the first week. It was a professional, you know, making money, doing it as a living. That's you know, brilliant, man. George Miller. When I meet those guys, when I, like, am on the road or I am somewhere, 
in a city where like someone I watch starting out, like yeah. uh, I always tell them that uh, like when I, we were just down in Cabo San Lucas and Alan Havy was down there. Oh, he's and such I a was good like, guy, man. I was like, man, I've got I've got video cassettes of you on Letterman, yeah. like many of them, <laughs> and. Uh, I worked with. Uh, I bet you he'd love to hear that. He's a really good guy. Well, he was like, "Oh, thanks for making me feel a hundred years yeah, old." Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but like when I was when I was a lad, I had a paper route. I remember I watching him at, when I first went to L.A. just to look around. He's so funny. He, I went to the improv and I was like, "Oh, that's the guy that just cleans." Or if I was on a show yeah, with him, well, it was very funny. Uh, uh, Wayne Cotter, this guy who was kind of like a mm-hmm. cheesy '80s comic, uh, but he had this one bit on Letterman that used to kill me, and it was about how his uh, his dad was like. So in charge of the barbecue, he would say, hey, get away, get away. I know just how to arrange the briquettes geometrically. <laughs> and we would say, yeah, Dad, we wouldn't have thought of a pile. <laughs> and I asked him, I was on a show with him at the really? Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa, and I go, would you do that that uh, barbecue bit you used to do? He was like, geez, I haven't done that in yeah. 20 years. And I was like, it would... It'd be awesome if you do that, <laughs> and he you know, totally did. He it. did it. Yeah, yeah totally. Cool. You know what's funny nice. about that that whole that era too was um, there were always the the hip comics, too hip for the room, the comics, comics, and uh, <laughs> they would end up sometimes, you know, on, on these specials, these HBO on comedian specials, and, stuff. and I saw reruns of some of the specials uh, oh, not yeah, too that, long that, ago. Yeah. Any comedian, and I remember those guys. Of being the comedian's comedian, they were kind of act like dicks to anybody else, and me included. They act like you know they were above it, and that would they were artistes. And you name were some nothing. names, Jim. Name some names. <laughs> Come on, give me you a know, name. Give the, me a name. These guys, you know, Johnny. <laughs> give me, their give acts me a name. Last, they're acting not. They're acting not. Oh, a lot of those. It's hard. Barry to Sobel is he on your list? <laughs> no, he wasn't. But I just remember these guys are going, Jesus Christ, they're not very. Funny. It did not last. It didn't have. Uh, it was funny. That, I guess at the time, there was, whether it was a shock or the hipness of the mood or whatever, I don't know, the room, but that stuff doesn't last. Some of those it HBO doesn't. thing, yeah, some of you look like, whoa, that, that uh, for whatever reason, that doesn't hold up. Yeah. 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 It's just, the clothes, the joke. Well, the yeah. two hip for the room guy. Yeah. Like, I have uh, Comedy's uh, Dirtiest Dozen on DVD. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I watch that sometimes. And Who's like, that? Oh. John Fox is uh, on that. Chris Rock he? was young yeah. Chris Rock. He was 21. Uh, Bill Hicks, Hicks is, is on there. Really? Uh, Otto oh. and George. Otto and George. Oh, John God. Tim Otto Allen's George, yeah. on there. Really? I mean, there's some really good sets on there. And then there's some where you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> when, did you, when did you start, Greg? Man, I had, like, a lot of false starts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never know. Like, I, in, I was in college. Okay. And I did, uh, like... I won a comedy contest because they just sort of entered me. One of the guys from the wrestling team worked at this club, Deja Vu, as a bartender. He's like, ah, do this contest. And I won it. But I bet you throughout college I went up five, six times. You know, that's not doing it. And then in 91 I graduated Moved to Houston, and I would just like I had a really good, you know, I was selling Pringles, man. I'm bringing down. Yeah, you're bringing uh, down. Yeah, yeah. You're bringing so, a lot of chips. I literally at the time I thought crisps. I was, crisps. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I thought I was going to be like you know, uh, Family Guy, and uh, you know, whatever. Right. Mid- Nine manager. to five, nice yeah, job, yeah. which is great. And uh, so I would but go back and forth. I was such a I was such a pussy man because I'd I'd like I'd have three or four bad sets, and I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm a potato chip salesman. That's what I am. You got to go all in, man. Yeah, and then. Somewhere I that I sort of would quit for a while and be like, "Nah, this is silly. I'm not good." Mm-hmm. And then right around '95, I think I'm like, "All right, I'm going to do this," and I kept doing it. And then uh, I didn't quit my day job until 2001. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was like, uh, and that's when I first met Evans. Yeah, yeah. We were. That's at, about when I quit my day job. Was it? Yeah. Same well, time. I, I still remember the same alert thing. 
with you, John, where you just went back and forth a little bit? And- uh, no, no. I started, was terrible for about five years, and then moved to Minnesota and got really good really fast, like t- 2000, 2001. Yeah. But like I was I was a house MC from the get-go, at, but I was at, in Tulsa. At Tulsa. But I was terrible. I mean, my first three years, I was awful. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, I, I've got I, the I, tapes uh, to prove uh, it. Uh, <laughs> One of the tapes I just wrote on the top, 1996 Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I wrote that on there. Crickets. You know what's funny? That, that, it's a cassette tape. Audio, right? cassette, yeah. audio yeah. cassette. That's a that was kind of a blessing though, in a weird way. Yeah. In the yeah. other in the other side, the, the the thing that was bad for me was I started in the doing real well, like not crickets. Yeah. Because I was able to do these impressions. Yeah. And I remember. This guy, Uncle Dirty was his name. <laughs> and he had opened for the Grateful Dead and uh, wrote for Pryor and wrote for Carlin. Now, is Dr. Dirty suing him for being uh, Uncle Dirty? Uncle Dirty. Was, <laughs> and he wears the John tr- Valby probably is not very happy about Uncle Dirty. <laughs> I would think. Yeah, John Valby's got a I hope Uncle Dirty degree. still. I mean, Dr. Dirty. <laughs> I hope <laughs> Uncle Dirty's still four alive. Years, four years of postgraduate college. Dude. <laughs> hope Uncle Dirty's still alive. But he's got to be real old. He's old then, I think. But. Uh, Anyway, at the Tropicana, they had these uh, comedy team. They put three comedians on at the time. Everybody finally can make a lot more money putting three young guys on and then paying Shecky Green at the time. Right. right. So uh, I remember I was on there with a uh, name Jack Cohen, and, yeah. uh, who's like a writer producer. Ed writer for the LA. Tonight Show for a long time. Yeah. So Jack and myself and uh, Dirty were the acts. So three acts. And uh, Dirty and I killed one night, and he said, and I'm real, you know how you are when you're a kid, you kill, you're like, yeah, I got this. Where's my pat on the back? <laughs> yes. And he wouldn't do that. And I was like, what? And he goes, man, you got a tough road ahead. And I go, why? He said, because you're good and it's the enemy of great. He said, you're, you're going to always have trouble adjusting because you're so good at what you're doing. He says, and you got great and you just got it. It's going to hard to get there. Harder for you. Uh-huh. Unless you leave it on the, unless you leave it. How are you going to leave that money? How are you going to leave it? Because I understood as it went on, he what he meant. You know, the impressions, it was structured. I'd have to rip my act away to do what I'm doing now, older. Yeah. Which I ended up doing. I had radio then, obviously, to to, to you know, with for income and yeah, it was, explore that theater. But thank God that that's, was a blessing for me in a weird way. Yeah. It enabled me to become that storyteller. That's why I admire you guys, everyone in the room. Their stand up, I admire it because. You know, you're you took a hard, uh, even a harder road quicker, and in to find it, to find what you're doing, which is really a part of yourself and stories like you do. Well, I used John, to do, Terry, Mike, the same. I did impressions when I started out, and I had, so did I. I had a terrible comic come up to me, and at the end, I go, "Hey, man, like I'm two years in." I go, "You know, still at that stage where you're asking for advice," and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hey, could you?" If you watch my act, is there any advice you could give me? And he's like, yeah, stop doing those fucking impressions. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, but those are the jokes that get all the yeah. all the laughs. And he was like, trust me, man. Because like he goes, you're doing impressions that have everyone is like I was doing mm-hmm. Andy Rooney that Dana Carvey was doing. And I was yeah. doing right. stuff that every he's like, if you're going to do an impression, do something that is unique and no one has done before. In that Felicia Michaels. But you know what though, even thing. even when you No, did she really? She was like I was doing impressions. Felicia mm-hmm. Michaels. Great gal. Yeah, awesome. She, she was like, you know, you should do characters instead of impressions. Do like true people cuz you, you can do voices. It just Yeah, uh, and I think maybe I did a voice or two off stage or something. The other guy was Ron Mori, man. Oh uh, yeah. How does that guy <laughs> never get like like he was when when John and I started, man, this guy was just killer. Funny. 
always and, and original and characters and just so and he was like do do more characters man you should do that yeah those two and, and character and you're right because it's harder to steal the character because what happens john you're right i mean and what was going on when i was a kid and then i you know recently been getting into it now is i was doing my own impressions I was, at the time no one was doing Pete. no one was doing Wee herman all these different weird characters bill murray all these i was doing things uh, that no one did and so it was getting me work but it is it was definitely harder to get any kind of television or anything like that with that app yeah. they did not want the impressions in yeah. that era you know and also the my next thing was becoming a storyteller and that takes 10 minutes to set up you know it takes five minutes to set yeah. up my joke it's you know at a time when you were the observational comedian to do minute 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 you know, on John tv I, i'm yeah. saying but anyway it's an interesting thing i mean you know that it, uh the impressions and characters and i do love them and i want to do them i'm gonna i i i pushed them back and backward for a long time they're not any longer i said fuck it that's what i do best do it yeah so i'm gonna yeah. do it yeah but uh anyway yeah, it's you just, do bush but I, it's, Dead on. it's an interesting. Well, people shit on impressions, right. but when they're done well, they, well and, and, yeah. and, and you know, like uh, what's his name? Well. Uh, Pollock does a definitive Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I could listen really to that funny. all day. He does yeah. a pretty good Albert Brooks. It's too. only it's, oh, right. <laughs> oh, it's really it's only good. Got, when Pollock and those. It's only when it's an impression that the impressions develop themselves from them you know their impression of that yeah, character yeah, or actor yeah. but a lot of people do impressions of impressionists I did that and I'm ashamed of yeah I did it too I that's did it, harder I, I, I stole his Dever yeah. Cleaver, Cleaver thing I'm ashamed of it <laughs> I stole <laughs> I, 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 like, like there was an uh, actual phrase and I convinced myself for a while I'm like I wasn't you know oh I wrote this it's just no I was I mean so when I'm like Getting mad about some guy stealing yeah. material. There's this little guy in the voice. Hey, Greg, remember way yeah. back when? Well, it's, that was a long yeah. time ago, man. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's Shut pathetic. up, voice in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the easiest thing in the world. I've developed impressions, and I got, you could take it in a second. Yeah. As soon as they do, you're picking up the, it's not you, I'm saying, but people pick up the angle, the people that do that, take them. Right. As soon as you do, they could pick it up in a second. You the angle the, that you that, Yeah, that is you true. Why is that? Pitch. You could pick up the sound pitch. It's a of, pitch and an angle. It, like, yeah, because somebody explained that to me. It's like singing. You can... You can hear certain people can hit the note and certain people can't. So there's times where you want to do an impression of somebody and someone doesn't. You can hear that pitch that they're doing. And yeah. Go, oh, is remember, it? yeah, it's, it's just like a note. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah, it's just like a note. So a musical note. Doing. It's yeah. A, yeah, because someone broke the wall with someone like Christopher Walken, and then mm -hmm. once that one person did that, I think impression. who was that? Who was, who was that person? I'd like to punch him right in the mouth. I don't know who that person was. I, I want to say it was George Miller. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, I I do. If we're going to talk impressions, I do have to mention that. Uh, uh, oh yeah, John and I actually uh, both do one impression. Oh really? And, uh, yeah, one good one. One, one good one uh, okay. that I've never. I don't do it on stage, but. Uh, uh, I do on occasion. I do on occasion. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I do my Man of a Thousand Voices routine. Yeah. Awesome. Which yeah. is kind All right, of we're going to hear it. Love Man of a Thousand Voices. Uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> Watch just my new opening. You guys this is Mike Damone. Like, oh, fuck. Mike, <laughs> Mike Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont. The ticket scalper from Fast Times. <laughs> Remember that no, guy? Oh, yeah, I know who it Robert is. Robert McManus. This is a very yeah, unique yeah, impression. Yeah, Let's yeah. hear it. John, you want to go first? No, you go. All right. Member of the honor roll. <laughs> assistant to the assistant manager of the movie theater. If she can't smell your qualifications, Rand, who needs her? 
You got to ace that, Jack. <laughs> you got to ace that. Hey, Rat, show them how you stand up in the water. <laughs> oh, this is going to be just like last summer. You fell in love with the girl at the photo, Matt. You bought $40 worth of fucking film, and you never even talked to her. You don't even own a camera. <laughs> I, I, took, I stole a good one. But... <laughs> That's a great one, man. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a tie. Yeah, you. It's a tie. You. Are a wussy, <laughs> part wimp and part pussy. What made it that? Well, why did you pick that? One? I don't know. I don't know Where did that come from? That, that I, impression was the one. You know, that's such a funny one. It, that is. It just caught you. And you doesn't matter if C comes, stays, lays a praise. Whatever happens, your toes are still tapping. It's the should, attitude. Right? You don't walk into a room. You move into a room. You use your face. You use your body. You use everything. Well, since, since we're talking about it, I hey, Stacy, this is really great iced tea. <laughs> um, uh, you know, when you when you when you do impressions and in, in, in characters. I love doing the characters too, and it's a lot easier with the characters because they're you know they're more original, obviously, and they have a lot more staying power. When you do impressions for a living, like the, like we do, and you, you are so callous, like I'm callous and soulless, because when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, everybody was sad, and my wife, my white head, he's like, oh my god, you know, I love him. And I'm like, I don't think anything was. Fuck it, it's two minutes of my act. <laughs> you do a you did a Philip Seymour Hoffman. I worked. Oh, it's I, really good. I worked on Hoffman, yeah, for uh, yeah. a while. Worked on. Uh, to do new new impressions, no one was doing. So I did, worked on Hoffman, uh, Clooney. Um, who else? Guys? Well, dude, you got to do. Now. You got to do. I've never yeah. heard anybody do. So Hoffman. anyway, I did the, the bit was I had him uh, animate. Talk about animation and how uh, dogs, uh, animals talking or something. So I go in how dogs. I wish my dogs could talk. And the audience, you know, you have dogs and blah blah. And then I say, um, well, imagine who your dog would sound like. You know, if he could talk, and I go through mine. I said, "Well, you know, Gizmo. I have Gizmo. I changed him now. I have Gizmo as Nicholson. Uh, I was pissed about things, and then I have Larry, uh, my layback burnout Chihuahua as Matthew McConaughey, and then I had uh, Coda, my shepherd, as uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And the reason I had, I said, "Ah, oh, he's big. He's got the gut. He's adopted. He's out of shape." And I try to get him in shape. He's got that look, that Hoffman look where he would just just be like disgusted with you just like you're beneath him in a certain way and you're you know can't figure it out he's gonna try he's gonna make an attempt to to let you know what he thinks and he doesn't think you're gonna get it anyway kind of look and that disgusted while we're playing ball he's just so pissed off and he's bringing a ball back that if he could talk he'd be hoffman and he'll be like you know um you know <laughs> i um Really appreciate the fact <laughs> that you adopted me and took me out of squalor and everything you've done. But um, I got to tell you, the game we're playing here, <laughs> where you throw the ball, I run after the ball, I get the ball, I bring it back to you, and then you throw it to where I just was. <laughs> Do you see the redundancy? <laughs> could you say? Could you say this is the scene in the movie where you get the ball? Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is the, this is the, the ball. Yeah, yeah this is I just watched Magnolia two nights ago on yeah. VHS. So oh, you know, but anyway, that is that is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Man. And I love that character. I love that actor. It was such a sad thing when you when you you know what's sad though actually you know see guy in his prime forty six years oh, old man, the movies yeah. he could have made it was just one of those guys I don't know why he affected a lot of people isn't it weird how he's not the guy we all talked about before he died 
but we knew who he was. See, Jim, saying, I heard amazing. a lot of people yeah. talk about him. <laughs> he's an amazing. The last week, that's you know, why with I, emotion for some reason. I mean, he really. You know, something about it. That's why I do impressions that are timeless, like uh, <laughs> like, Jerry, like Jerry from Facts of Life, uh, <laughs> Blair's cousin, Blair's cousin Jerry. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> 2D, can I borrow your roller skates? <laughs> yeah, Johnny, you're right. Man. I do some. I do a few. That's voices. more timeless. 2D, oh. can I borrow your roller skates? <laughs> See, I wish we had timeless. video now because I want face expression. <laughs> facial expression. I want Johnny to. Face it's perfect. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> and you guys all came up in a good time era, though, for comedy, I think. Like, I mean, you were 90s, what, you... 80s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. I wasn't even I wasn't even <laughs> I'm, born I'm when you started That's comedy. <laughs> like when, where did when did you start? Uh, I started last year. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> twelve. No, you're about seven, eight years. Right? Uh, yeah, when I was eighteen. So really going on. Um, yeah, it's like two thousand five. Yeah, here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like there's kind of a good scene here, though. Where um, it is. It you is. can get up it a few was. nights a week, right? Even yeah, if a lot of open yeah, mics. There used to be more at. If you want to do, if you want to do comedy in front of twenty nine other comedians. This well, is that's the place. This is the town. Is it, is, is <laughs> it, so <laughs> people don't go to the open mics. Well, I mean, they do, but sometimes, sometimes. Not, they're trying. They're I mean, trying. New York. I watch these kids. That go, like it is a. There's a very big delineation between mm-hmm. an open mic at in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is zero zero chance of anybody but a comedian being there. It's not even like <laughs> right. right. Not it a is just for and you pay five dollars to get on. Okay. Like, you okay, and that's that, and it's just to do your jokes in front of comedians. There's right. no. That's it. And then they have these bar gigs. Which, if they occurred in Pittsburgh, you guys would all get to do them. The young guys would get to do them. In New York, you kind of got to, like, you, there's so many comics there that these young guys, that's their big that's their big gig of, like, every two months is they get to do the good bar gig. Yeah. You but, know? But, but and then the, there's the clubs, which the young guys can't even right. wear. But in front of comedians, it must work. I mean, Mike, I've seen Mike for years. You run a lot of open stages uh, in town, huh, Mikey? And it's improved uh-huh. your act a ton just being in front of those comedians. Though, don't yeah, you think? yeah. There's a well, lot. something about the repetition, maybe, getting up in yeah. front of people. Well, you, you feel weird about doing the same jokes, so you do different jokes, yeah, and right. then that develops your act. Yeah, breaks down the wall. And if you kill in front of the other comics, you feel good you about feel yeah, a yeah. lot better because it's harder. Because we're going to be the most. Right. Yeah, I never get into that jaded. though, man. Like doing comics in front of comics. Oh, I hate I, I, it. Just because I like I think like I didn't get into this to entertain comics. Well, that gets <laughs> no. back to the hipster, like we said on yeah. HBO that we're watching. That was the I can't Johnny. I, I would name a name. I can't remember one. And so I'm thinking, I was thinking in my mind. I remember just seeing guys that I go, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Being a hipster guy. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, that's right. my alarm going yeah. off. Oh, you guys. No. But uh, is it time for your medication? I, <laughs> I wish I had. It's some time for medicinal marijuana. I, I really wish I had some medication. It's funny when, when Greg and up. when Greg and Johnny were starting comedy. I was watching uh, Action League now with Jimmy doing the voices. That's how young I am compared to everyone What's in a room. It's a kid show on Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon that he yeah. used to do the voices really? of the characters, like and five. I grew up watching fucking Action League now. <laughs> It's like, like it's amazing that yeah. fucking Action League now is sitting across from me right now. And it, it, uh, <laughs> had, uh, <laughs> the fuck, John? He refuses to turn <laughs> off. Now I see why the dude on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's one of those guys to describe John. That's brilliant. Man. Johnny's one of those guys. He's not the Dude, he has no idea how to turn wonder. that shit off. You know, he's uh, going to be. No, no, I, <laughs> that was hilarious. This, this, this like <laughs> alarm will throw him off. This is what fucking happened on a Greyhound. This is what he was talking about. His alarm is going off. Off going. He's trying to change his alarm. Went off. He rips his headphones off. <laughs> and storms out of the room because he needs to 
turn it off. He's got to control it. You got it, man. You got man. it, yeah. man. You now, see Johnny like yelling uh, at it. Dude. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why dude got pissed on a greyhound. Yeah, this yeah. is exactly. I why. didn't know how. I had my alarm set for a previous day, <laughs> yeah. and then my alarm went off in the middle of the night on a greyhound bus, and some dude was off. like. Looked at me and said something. Hey, man, you going to do something? I'm like, dude, I just bought this phone. I am trying to figure out how to turn off the alarm. Oh, man. <laughs> you want to go? You want to go? <laughs> that's funny. Well, anyway, so, so we're talking, actually, that's that funny. That does sound like a news uh, story, though, like in one of those things. Uh, the gentlemen uh, were in a dispute on the Greyhound bus. Yes. One man Pulled alarm was going off. The other man stated that. Yeah. There's a bystander. No man, he was he was pissed. Man, he like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where think you the get witness, stabbed? There was blood and urine. He, he cut was his blood head off. Urine. It's yeah, all but the yeah. other dude, man, he didn't know how to turn it off. In, in his defense, man, it looked, he looked confused. Yeah, man. I think that he did not know how to turn that off. Yeah. Cousin's got a phone like that. He don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. That's a non-turn-off phone. Uh, oh, man. God. But, How but, embarrassing. But, but actually, that's funny is I did a thing in this call. Uh, Wayne, Wayne our, uh, who's our intern, now works with us, um, his college in most of the room knew me from Action League Now, which yeah. is funny because that that era. My my whole generation knows you from Action League Now. Like I posted it on uh, Instagram and people were going nuts. They're like, "Holy fucking shit!" It was a, the Flesh. It was a, he was the Flesh. It was a wild. It was a he show. was fucking Stinky Diver. Yeah, yeah. Stinky the Flesh, the Mayor, uh, Bill the Lab Guy. It had like five six voices, and it yeah. was Nickelodeon. Uh, Kablam! Kablam! It was a big hit show for about wow. six years. Uh, and then Action League had its own show. Its own show. Yeah, and then I uh, did it. I did a Burger King commercial. We get it was a, the character of the Flesh and Stinky became so popular. I did a Burger King kid giveaway. <laughs> they they really? chose those characters <laughs> yeah. to give away. That's fucking it's awesome. pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, the whole voice thing though. The whole voice thing is just an amazing way to make a living. I know there's guys who can obviously just do that. You know, voiceover stuff. Oh, and they make, make a zillions. Supposedly, of it's like really tight knit thing like it would you be can't a, crack it once you crack it you're what, yeah you're and i didn't make a lot of money on on it you know the way that was for me i wasn't in a commanding situation even when it became a hit kind of so but it was fun i'm glad i yeah. did it it was a lot of fun but yeah the guys that's that do, awesome you know get who to command is. it yeah. you know well yeah. i know that uh that tom kenny is a comedian who does the voice of uh, spongebob squarepants yeah now that's bobcat yeah. yeah well bobcat goldthwaite was talking to me about that and he said that uh his regret is that when he signed the contract he got zero of the merch Yes, uh, that's where the money the money comes which from. The, is merch. the sweetest plum. We all know that's uh, the sweetest plum. Dude, you know yeah. what? I didn't realize. So Speaking much- of which, man, I watched it. There's this movie came out this week in this Lego movie. Yeah, it has Lego. I think that there's. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some merchandising opportunities behind that. (laughs) (laughs) Couple dollars. All right. How about we switch gears uh, for a second? Let's go through some of the stories that are going on right now. Get the comment from everybody. A lot of lot of talk of the castaway. Jose Salvador, Alvarenga, probably pronouncing his name wrong. Now, do you guys know of this story? Because yep. I know you're running around. I know you're on the road, Greg, and everything. Yep. It's not like, you know. This guy uh, lost at sea for 13 months and washed ashore in the Marshall Islands. He is in stable condition. I guess he took a turn for the worse, I guess, the other day. He said he's, I guess so. Hopefully, he'll be okay. hope so. But so far, his story's been substantiated that this guy traveled 6,600 miles of open ocean, living on turtles, fish, and birds. Now, he had another guy with him at the beginning of the trip. The other guy died because he said the other guy refused to eat 
the raw bird birds meat. and turtles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The weird thing about it, when they first found him, I know I should be more open-minded on this, but did you guys, did you see the photo when they very first found him? He looked like Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Who's yeah. going to play him in the movie? And he, right? He had a gut bigger than mine, which is big. How do you, he must have had fucking cheese on those turtles. Like, how do you eat turtles, fish? Like, do you think? It, how do you catch turtles and fish when you're just stranded on a, <laughs> on a boat? On a boat. Yo, that is yeah. kind of crazy. Turtle surface, and you just grab them and I guess wrestle them, so, them down. The birds. You must have grabbed the birds. Or the little legs. And that's a huge like, oh, fight. Yeah, the birds. Though. That sounds like how you mean you you grabbing birds out of the air? He did. He must have. And he, instead of water, like drank turtle from, blood. Yeah. 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 Oh. It's Zach Galifianakis. The how could you grab a bird? I don't know. Fast. Unless you used a turtle to grab. Oh, yeah. Nice. Remember or you use like a that fish guy from to grab uh, the bird. Remember that guy from one of the uh, <laughs> was it yeah. one of the nerds movies? The second one where that uh, trained booger because he could he could get the fly out of the air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the chopsticks. Or See, this reminds me of when I was married and I would present the hypothetical to my ex-wife that if she was stranded on a desert island and she could. She, the only sustenance that she had was other dudes' jizz as protein. <laughs> and there were like 30 dudes on the island yeah. waiting to provide that. Mm-hmm. How long would you stay alive? I bet. I bet. Uh, uh, or would you be willing to? Uh, uh, how long would you be willing I to? I bet Jose and the guy who died had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> At some point. You really said this to your wife? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Hypothetical. Terrible. I mean, I'm not I'm uh, not putting her on an island. No, right. No. no. I'm not forcing her to, to, to eat. <laughs> yeah, to survive. She just, she's like, if, you, if it did happen. If it happened, how, it would, happen. how long yeah. do you feel like you'd be able to maintain that lifestyle? Right. You think about it. Jose did it. He's 13, 13 months. No jizz. No jizz. Well, we don't know. Turtle jizz. We don't know if he was blowing turtles or if he wasn't blowing yes. turtles. Yes. <laughs> what if he comes out with that in the book? How do you think he caught those birds? <laughs> turtle jizz. You gotta reel them in somehow. You have to slowly jerk off a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't easy. Get him out of the shell. He's like, easy, easy, easy. Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other uh, story hot story this week Leno's last show on the Tonight Show we we're talking a lot of comedy in this show uh, the guy is amazing to me 20 was it 22 years on the Tonight Show his ratings were like amazing to the end for now for this era when Carson was doing it he was getting like 40 million people and it was stupid numbers you know but for all the shows that are on it's kind of strange that uh, he wants to. He wanted to keep doing it too. They kind of like again said, "Nah, we want Fallon this time," like he did with Conan. Yeah, and he's he is older. He's right in his mid sixties, I guess now at this point. But hey, you know, comedy. Does sixties really stop you from being funny? I don't think. I mean, nah, he seems nah. the same as he was eight years ago or whatever. What's your thoughts on on this whole thing on tonight's show? What do you think of Fallon? Do you think Fallon is the the guy? Do you think uh, it was a raw deal Leno got or? I do you think? I, I think watched. Conan got a raw deal, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all that back then. No, Conan just handing them the Tonight Show, and then oh, never mind, we're going to give it back to Jay Leno, and then yeah. and then he leaves again, and then they <laughs> give it to somebody else. Yeah, but I think that Fallon's a pretty good choice. He's not like the best interviewer or anything, but he's a good uh, he's a good gap between like young and old. Like you know, he's modern yeah. with the he's social likeable. media and everything. He's not quirky, he's, you know, like yeah. whatever. But but it's weird though that whole business. Like, why would you even get rid? Of, why would you get rid of Leno when he's getting dominant numbers? What's the deal? Well, the, Leno, I 
I don't know. Did anyone here watch the 60 Minutes with him? I, I did. Uh, I no. did, yeah. Yeah, and he was talking about, you know, just the new, the whole new generation gap. I mean, at this point, people like my age are starting to come in and people yeah. that are in their 30s, um, they're starting to, it's more like social media, trying to keep up with that. And Leno said he can't keep up with what's needed for the Vine and for the Instagram and the Twitters and the Facebook and everything that goes into social media. Mm-hmm. Even though you have someone running that, it's just not the same. Um, he's, maybe he's not getting a joy out of it. As, yeah, I as guess so. And plus, you know, the, the people that were watching it are, it's a certain age group that does, you know, that does watch it and they, they're trying to get the younger generation to keep watching. TV yeah, if you want the 18 to 54-year-old, that's what you got to can yeah. for that. That's yeah, I think demo, that's, a, right? that's a most of it. I mean, I think Leno has progressively... Uh, become, I don't know. I used to love him as a comic, but I think he's become more and more of a caricature. Like, uh, I don't. I think that that what they're ba- what they're banking on is that Fallon's got a younger following, younger people will watch, yeah. and that the, the writing's on the wall basically for Leno. So yeah, it was for what? It's amazing. This is like the third time they're firing. Us. He'll do it. Yeah. I bet you'll do something else. He, he will. He, he will. He'll get bored and do another do another late show maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if somebody else, another network, comes in. CNN yeah. tried to already, already said they wanted. He still does stand up every week. They said after the Tonight Show, he was flying to Florida to do some sets. Like I, he just won't. I did a stop guest set with uh, <laughs> with uh, Greg's buddy uh, Tommy uh, John again. Yeah, about, uh, well, he's funny. A few months ago, I was in uh, Hermosa Beach. We joined our yeah. Love That Club, and uh, I was did a guest set, and was talking to. Uh, uh, the guys that run the own and run the place, and they said that uh, Leno comes in there every Sunday and does a show for like twenty five years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that's so the guy loves comedy. He's not coming to to work out, you know, for money. Obviously, he must love stand up. That guy, obviously, he does. Yeah, maybe that's it. He's just going to go out and do a. I think he might just go back out and just go back on the road, and he may become back to like we said, John. I know what you're talking about. He's a monster. Like, Mon- the, best, the, the best, the best of the best. In '85, there wasn't a funnier comic. Letterman, really, like, he was on comic. Letterman. He was. He'd go on Letterman. What's my yeah. beef? And he'd well, go, that's uh, the yeah. thing. Letter he Letterman made his career uh-huh. essentially by having him on once every three months, and then yes. when it was between Letterman and Leno to get the Tonight Show. Leno stabbed him in the back and aggressively went after the job. Whereas yeah. if it would have been me, I would have said, "Hey, Dave, this is your." birthright to be the right. next host of the tonight right. show i'm right. gonna back off instead of going after you know what's your dream job which uh, he never did and then he you know as bill hicks said ended up selling uh, snack chips to uh, bovine yeah. america <laughs> roll out the doritos commercials jay like you don't have enough money <laughs> so are you guys, are you guys um Oh, I would have to tell this story. It's my favorite of the week. As we are talking, like Clint Eastwood. She, Clint Eastwood saved a man from choking. Yeah, um, was it Peyton Manning? You know, PG. Nice, nice, Mikey. You know, he had the guy's, uh, you know, throat and was like, you know, I don't know if you chewed five times or six. Question is, punk, you feel lucky? Yeah, so he saved a man's life. That'd be, didn't that be wild? You're choking all of a sudden. Fucking Clint Eastwood Clint comes up behind you, does Heimlich. <laughs> like, wow. You know some guy right next to him be like, yeah. <laughs> You're not some choking. Guy, some, guy, uh, <laughs> some guy going up Damn to the uh, chunk of meat and, and selling it on eBay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clint Eastwood dislodged this pork chop. <laughs> 
Oh. Starting bid, $199. Oh. So, so, Greg, man, thanks for doing the show, buddy. Oh, you bet. Greg it's Warren. Great to see you, man. Uh, go to gregwarren.com. Gregwarrencomedy.com, actually. And we'll go to jimcran.com. We'll have all the links. We'll have Greg's link. Oh, cool, man. If you can't remember, just go to What's Jim your Crane. Twitter handle? Greg Warren. There nice. you go. <laughs> yeah, nice. He's got a new CD. I do. Yeah, I got a new CD. We'll have, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll have all the products, all the, the, the Greg Warren products, go to jimcran.com. Uh, really we'll link fun, everything man. over. We'll get, uh, you, you want to get anything this guy has. I'm telling you, we just heard, you just got a little taste of some of the stories, and you will have hours of comedy with his CDs and his videos. Yeah, you are, you are, you know, you're, I think, I think with, with your kind of act, you know, in like, like John and, and, and Terry and Mike too. I think the best is. I mean, y'all great. I think the best is yet to come because I think your acts come from experience and things like that. And uh, God, um, I it's hope getting you're looser right, and, and better <laughs> as I, as it I goes really on. I really hope you're right, buddy. And the, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do <think laughs> Thank that, you, man. man. But yeah, it was, it was fun. You. Fun conversation hanging out here in a winter, winter evening. Yeah, here yeah, in this Pittsburgh, is really cool, America. man. You guys got a neat thing here. Yeah, yeah. All you know, great friends and. Uh, listeners we can't thank enough thanks for hanging out with us and they're really uh been uh, faithful some loyal people out there sticking with us here greg good like uh we got a hundred thousand now hundred thousand weekly subscribers that's uh, unbelievable the show it is unbelievable uh, people are amazing but i uh, hope you got to come back at one of our live shows absolutely right? oh, i'd love to man all love right to. yeah yeah come in from new york uh, it's, it's, it's an easy easy flight down all right brother yeah greg warren hey thanks for uh thanks for listening everybody have a good one see you next time <laughs>